you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to I've Heard That, the podcast from Heard App Marketing that discusses digital marketing trends, tips, and more. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, I have Aaron and Bailey um, for this excellent adventure. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm the director of strategy at Herdat. I'm Bailey. I'm the director of content. And we're going to cover customer journey. Oh, my gosh. Like, so much goes into planning this, but this is really kind of where we start. So how do we start planning for the customer journey? What are a few of the questions we have to answer first? When, you know, a business comes to us and they're like, we need a website. We're like, okay, cool. Like, do you have one already? Do you need a new one? Um, And so that's kind of like our starting point. And then it's, you know, what are you trying to accomplish first with your business goals? Like, do you just need a website up so people know that you exist? Do you need it for actual like product purchases? Do you need it so people can find information about your business? Um, And then on the flip side of that too is then, okay, what do you want your customers to do here when they get there? Like, are they signing up for an email? Like, are you trying to convert with a contact form or a click to call button? What's going on here? Um, So it's it's really just funny because like, we'll get a lot of people who come in and they're just like, I need a website. But they haven't like kind of made that like next jump of like, and here's why, or, and here's what we want to accomplish with it. So that's usually where we want to start is just like, tell us your goals. Tell us what you want this website to do for you. Yeah, definitely. And I think you made a great point too. Like sometimes in a customer journey, the website is like one of the steps. It's not even where the final conversion happens. It's like a piece, maybe just like in the discovery phase, someone's trying to research. Uh, In other times, um, it could be the entire customer journey in one session or one visit to your site. So, I mean, yeah, understanding what the business wants out of their site is how we can start to plan for like, what is this customer journey? How do we handhold that customer uh, and use this site to like walk them further down, down that conversion funnel, maybe all the way. So awesome. Like, well, tell me some of the tools you use. How do we measure? Yeah, I think um, the next kind of progression of that is to really dive into um, what, what are the conversion steps for the customer? Um, and, And Bailey kind of alluded to this already, but every website's different and, kind of every purchase is different in that way. So um, a, a natural next step is to really dive into that with the client and understand how, like what is the preferred way for you to get someone through your process? Like a lot of businesses, especially like business to business or something where the product's more complex, they need to have a phone call. Like it's not an online conversion necessarily. So that changes the whole scope of how you're going to build out that customer conversion where other sites, it could be a lead capture online or um, a purchase online. Um, so, so going through that process is really important. And then also kind of the tools that go into making some of those decisions are definitely things like Google Analytics and understanding the, the traffic flow through the site and things like that, as well as using like heat mapping tools to understand the way people interact with pages, where they're looking for information, um, 
and then helping that to guide kind of how you um, make some adjustments going forward. Yeah, I know like in the past we've put some of that conversion tracking or heat mapping onto their existing site to just even get like a baseline for how customers are using their existing site before we plan out what needs to happen. Like maybe they need major changes, maybe some things are working and we're like, hey, we keep the that part of the journey the same on your new site. Heat mapping is so interesting too because I mean, <laughs> you don't understand how people interact with your website until you do that heat mapping like test. It's just you're like, oh, I bet people probably scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, and then you're like, oh, oh no, they don't. Oh, this is we need to fix this. We need them to find the contact button a lot faster. Um, and I mean, just think about how you interact with websites too, like where do you go first? So many people go different paths and like you kind of have to build a website around all those different p- potential paths so that you are accommodating all kinds of customers. Oh my gosh, even planning, like, well, I mean, planning customer journey, you kind of mentioned a few things, but Bailey was just discussing a little bit about navigation. Like I know as a customer, there's been plenty of times I'm like, does this click? Like, this seems like this should take me here. And you're like, that's not a button. I mean, what a terrible customer experience. And like, you're not helping me down the path. I'm not going to convert. I may not even be able to figure out how. So yeah, you get those kind of conclusions out of um, heat mapping. Like where is somebody clicking? Where are they scrolling to? Like how deep in your site using Google Analytics? How deep in your site are they making it? What time on page are they getting? Like maybe they're not finding what they're looking for. Or I guess we've seen like vice versa too, like the analytics showing like well, they're not on here very long, but that's great. That's because mm-hmm. they're finding what they're looking for. So Yeah, and to go back to one of Bailey's points about, um, like, oh, they don't scroll to the bottom. There's, like, another scenario where you're, like, they're scrolling to the bottom at an unusual rate and clicking on something way at the bottom. So why did we put that so far down the page? That's clearly what they wanted to find. So we need to move it up and make it more prominent. So um, mm-hmm. it's really educational, and you really get some great insights by doing that upfront um, research on how the site is currently Mm -hmm. people are using the site currently and that can really help you understand what the customer journey should be uh, based on seeing those results well especially as a business owner or even as the marketer like we're on the site all the time like of course they know to click this that makes so that makes so much sense and then you see like the heat map or some of the user behavior like nope only us we've only seen it every day and that's why we know to click over here so Mm -hmm. yeah you seeing how real people use your site is it's way uh, more beneficial in planning that, at least for me. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because you're like, oh, yeah, I know that's a hamburger menu. I can go find a service page or a contact page in there, but some people might not know that. And then they get frustrated and they'll leave, and that's exactly what you don't want happening. Yeah, don't leave, don't leave. Um, so tell us a little bit about content because that's another place. So we've talked about structure a little bit, um, navigation, um, the content and what, what we're actually trying to communicate to them um, plays a big role. So how do we plan for that and optimize for that? Mm-hmm. This is something that Aaron and I talk about quite a bit, which is like when we are setting up a brand new website or even you know condensing an existing one or expanding an existing one, um, we look at the site outline and how we want to set up all of those pages so that we can accomplish multiple goals. Obviously, we know we need to accomplish SEO goals. We need to accomplish brand marketing goals. Um, but as far as the actual like content information delivery system, it has to be simple enough that somebody could land on the homepage and understand where they should go. So like I always consider the homepage to kind of be like 
if we're talking like a virtual storefront, this is like the lobby. From there, I have all these different doors I could go through. And potentially the ultimate goal is to get to the cash register on that other side of the building. Um, and so what doors do we place there for people to go through? How do we make sure that they flow from the first page that they land on to the place we're trying to get them to go? Probably a contact page, a product page, whatever it would be. Um, and so as we look at site structure, we think, okay, we know we need the big ones, the, the home page, the about page, the contact page. But then we can also build out service pages, location pages, product pages, depending on what the business is trying to do. And in doing that, we have to think about it from the perspective of the customer. Like, where would I go if I landed on this page? Like, where do I find this information? And how do I know just by the, the name of a page or the hierarchy of the content on the page that I'm supposed to go there to get that information? Yeah, I mean, you just mentioned coming in through the lobby, like the homepage, but we know that happens, like people drop in on the site on like other resource type pages. So how do you help steer them where they're going um, and structure the site knowing that they're not always coming in on the homepage? Yeah, you, you definitely have to approach it with that understanding. And that's one of the things that that's easy to forget when you're familiar with the site. You're like, I said that somewhere else. Like they, they should know that we said that. But um, you really do need to kind of approach every main entry point as um, having a little bit of that lobby aspect where you're you're able to include really important brand elements, really important like competitive advantages and keep that present across the site, not just on a homepage or an about page or something, because you never know where they're going to go. So, and also making it easy to navigate from those pages to, to other important pages that are relevant to that experience and keep them moving in the right direction. Yeah. That could be the first experience they have with your brand is coming in like, you know, through, through search engine results yeah. and uh, like landing somewhere in the middle of your site. I think and they're a, like, tour guide, help me through. I think like a location page is a perfect <laughs> yeah. example of that, where they're often not thought through very well. They're kind of just a simple... A map. A map, yeah. <laughs> a phone number. A phone number and address, <laughs> but that's actually one of the most landed on pages on the site. And um, understanding that and understanding what a customer landing on that page should know is really important. And um, they might not find everything they need there. They might not be ready to call just like yeah. that. So. So making sure they have the resources available when they're coming in through that path is super important. Yeah, that's a great point because a lot of times when you land on those location pages, like I do a lot for local search optimization and that's where we want to send people like, hey, you want directions? Do you want the phone number? Land here. Well, yeah, like maybe they don't. I'm looking for LASIK. I would love to get LASIK. My contacts are hurting me now. And I've been like researching and I'm like, cool, I know you're open. I don't feel comfortable with you touching my eyes with the laser unless I know more. What's your doctor? What like process? Like what's this going to cost? There's so much more research that I want to do before I call you. And that's a really perfect example of where the customer journey is going to be so important for something like that because no one's going to feel comfortable on just like a quick glance of a website. There's going to have to be um, educational resources. You should probably be pushing towards a free consultation so that you can talk with them in person and get them to understand what your process is and um, share your experience so that they trust you more. Like that's not a simple conversion. So um, really building out the customer um, journey there is super important. Yeah, that's or exactly shortening what we try to do too. with content too. Um, so when we're looking at it, like let's say we're talking about a, like a LASIK services page. Um, Obviously, we know, like, if someone lands on that page, we want to have, like, a big, bold title that's, like, you know, 
basic services at whatever location. It was a little description about like, hey, we, we offer this. And then within that very first section, like contact us or like sign up for a consultation, whatever it would be. Um, and then as we kind of scroll down the page, there would be elements of like why you should choose our particular LASIK facility. Yeah. And then um, some details about cost of the services, what the services include, all kinds of stuff like that. And then again, as we kind of go down, um, there's more information about like how to contact, how to schedule consultation. And there's all these buttons that we try to place around places. Just kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about ensuring that you are giving people enough places to find information because nobody goes the same route. You know, not everyone's going to click the first button. They might scroll down to read more and then click a button later. So as we look at structuring that we are trying to think, okay, if, if I'm a customer and I'm like, Nope, I'm ready. Like we want that at the very top. If I'm a customer and I'm like, I need some convincing, like maybe I'll have a button that I'll click on after the, here's why you should choose our business. And then maybe I'm still not convinced. I want to see the cost. Cool. I like that cost. Let's go. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like I mentioned it or shortening it because I've had the, also the opposite um, experience on some other sites where I'm like, how do I contact you? Like, okay, I get you use this laser. I know how much it costs. I know you take my insurance. That's great. Your doctor went to that school. <laughs> when are you open? <laughs> like, can I call you now? Um, and, and PDFs. God bless PDFs. Oh. I do not want to download your PDF to read more because then I'm on to something else. I left your site. So if you want Especially me to exit quickly, yeah, if you want me to leave, just give me a PDF. Like, kick me out. I love it. <laughs> I think another um, thing that's really relevant here as things, like, progress is we're starting to be able to do things online that we couldn't do before. Um, so like financial services is one area of that, like some mortgage application processes are like hundred percent online now. Um, I don't know if I'd actually be comfortable with that myself. Like I'd <laughs> want to like meet up with someone and talk to them and be like, you don't want to make the biggest financial hey, can, decision of your can, life. Can, like can just you, can you like make over sure, lunch? Can you make sure I'm doing the right thing here? Like I need a little guidance. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's like one thing that stands out to me and we've, you know, we have, um, clients in that industry and I think like two conversion paths is appropriate there. Like have something like schedule an appointment where someone who wants like me, who wants to go talk to someone can, and then have start online right now as another one and, and people can choose. So I think understanding that is important as well because lots of services like that are moving towards online and want to push that online conversion, but that's probably not right for everybody. So Well, and COVID's kind of thrown a curveball in that. I mean, like I think of how we used to to like how I used to behave, for example, as a customer, I'm like, oh, you're driving me to come in store and try it on. Or you're driving me to like schedule an appointment. Uh, it's like at your office. And now with COVID or, but also things are changing again, opening them, opening up. It's like, do you want me to schedule a virtual appointment instead? Like, okay, well then steer me there instead of coming to your office or t coming to try on, like, forget about it. Just have me ship it to my house and give me free returns. So I, I think it's like, that's another factor that like some businesses, some businesses have been really great about um, reacting to COVID in a positive way to like tailor their customer journey to how customers behave now. And then they're gonna have to pivot again when they open up, but like just adapting, like your site should reflect like how your customers like streamline how they, how they do business with your business. And you actually brought up a, a great thing too, when you said steering, cause that's, exactly what we try to do when we're building out these sites is even if like the customer has kind of a certain way that they'll do something like 
there are ways you can influence them to direct them through your website just with like design cues, content cues, um, CTAs, like anything on your website can be used to actually direct the customer to where you want them to go. If you're like, like go on this way, keep on going. It just, it, that's really how we look at this the whole time is just how do I get them from point A to point B in a way that makes sense and doesn't feel like we're shoving them to like fill out the contact form. Yeah. You're their digital Sherpa. You're like helping them along, like meeting them where they are. Like if that's the discovery phase, we're feeding them information. If it's ready to convert, we're like, here, check out here. Yeah. I think a cool thing about where like the customer journey and optimizing for that is going is there's not the conflicts that there were in the past. So there's always or traditionally been like SEO versus user experience where they kind of clash um, and they're not necessarily the best for each other. I think that like barrier is going away where mm -hmm. a, a customer completing a goal and, and Google just understanding the way websites work now, like goal completion, um, which is optimizing for that user journey is a very strong SEO factor. So really the best way to build a website now is what makes the most sense for the customer and, and just thinking about it as a marketer, not as a tactician. I, Oh, we got to get this in there and we got to get this in there. Cause that's the tactic that works. It's more what's right for the customer uh, along this journey. So it's, yeah. it's becoming a really natural experience and, and web marketing is just becoming more of like traditional marketing kind of in that way. Like it's not so technical. It's not so much about those fine details. It's, it's more about, doing what's right and yeah don't. please your customer yeah. is not just serving the algorithm like if you please exactly. your customers you're uh, yeah you'll be the optimized doesn't buy anything as we know so <laughs> like you need the Great. people who are actually going to buy things to use your site because it can be the the most optimized site and google will notice that but if nobody actually uses it nobody clicks through your pages no one takes action on the site what's it there for yeah i mean we've seen that too like you build a beautiful site and i'm like that was nice it looks great. Um, it looks great. Uh, yeah, and I still don't know, like, if I how to how to interact with you. Um, yeah, or the opposite of like a slimy sale, used car salesman website, and I'm like, no, you're not getting my credit card. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That is something we want to avoid too. As I said earlier, like when we're directing people, we don't want them to feel as though we're just like, give us your money. Like, even if that is the ultimate goal for some businesses, like you don't want it to be that way for the customer. Like you're supposed to have a relationship of like, I give you this and you get this in return and you give me something. And so when we're putting together like this kind of direction, we don't want it to feel like they're just constantly bombarded with like, yeah, fill out a, fill out a form, give us your credit card information, sign up for our email. It, that will impact the user experience of your website and it will negatively impact the customer journey. So we have to be conscious of that too. Yeah. Can I just bunny trail onto shameless plug for Shopify? I have <laughs> recently used another, I don't know, online shopping, it's COVID. Um, like how they do their checkout. Love it. Cause they save your information and I'm like, yes. Oh, I'm browsing dresses. Oh, I like those rompers. Oh, well it's all in my cart. And you have my credit card, just push in the little code. Like there's, I, I think that goes back to planning for structure of how, like what we're going to um, like build on as a platform, like based on your goals, like Shopify is doing e-commerce really well right now. Um, obviously um, we built e-commerce other places, um, Squarespace, is good for its own purposes. Like we have, 
it goes all the way back to what are your goals and we start from the ground up like choosing a platform choosing content management system choosing what um, plugins or features or whatever else like when we're thinking through CTAs is that like an auto scheduler is that showing you um, like I don't know what like a calendar Mm. showing you a calendar you know or um, yeah having you check out well then let's let's pick a platform that's going to like drive towards that goal yeah absolutely and and within that and this probably goes in line with the platform. So what platforms can accommodate what kinds of things the best, like you said, the checkout process, of course, in an e-commerce like scenario where Shopify thrives, that's so important. And like, even down to like the little details of, do you have something like Apple pay or PayPal where it's a one click checkout? I like, I, I've become that person where it's like, I just always pay with PayPal now because I never have to put in my information where I just click one button and it knows what to do and I'm done. And, and that's a huge deal. The, the, that changes the experience for the customer drastically and makes them um, appreciate and, and just value the experience you've provided more where almost now sites that don't have that, people are like, oh, I got to fill out my information. Oh my gosh. Like, and then I'm sure they have a higher drop-off rate. There's no way that they have like equal conversion rates because I know there's times I abandon my cart. Sure, you can email market me to death, but I'm like, no, I thought about it. Now I don't want it. So yeah. if you can get me while I'm on your site, like to complete the conversion, like seamlessly, then yeah, it's got to have a higher rate. But to that point too, <laughs> like video, like some types of products need video. Some oh, types yeah. of products, like you said, need a scheduler. Like, uh, oh, if I can see an open appointment time, I'm going to take it. Like, so, so yeah, it's really thinking through that again, what the customer wants and making it as simple as possible and um, just understanding, and, and part of that's the competitive research too, uh, going through the industry and understanding what people expect. Like, um, not that this is necessarily like something with a conversion, but like recipes now. It's like, if you don't have a quick video showing me putting it together, I'm like, I'm going to go find one that does. <laughs> <laughs> I need a video. Well, I guess that just goes to show like, yeah, I, I probably gave an example and you should tell me your example because there's so many variations to this. It's really unique to like what the business wants uh, or wants to the customer to do. And then you're tailoring this like hand holding on our site to, to achieving that. Um, because yeah, what, what's your example? I know, like, I don't, I don't always check out. Maybe there's a good time when you want me to walk away and think about it. This is probably a very relevant example for a lot of people, um, at this current time. Um, but, One that I think has an interesting customer journey and also user experience and kind of relates back to what Aaron was saying about like mortgages mortgages are really complicated. I don't know if I want to fill that out online, but the tax software that we use to fill out our taxes, a lot of times are actually structured very, very well. Um, I know the one that I use, like it starts me on a dashboard page where it's like, hey, Bailey, like welcome back. And hey, let's import last year's information so you can just quickly update everything. And then it tells me, here's exactly what we're going to do. Here are all the steps. So I know right off the bat, like I have to hit these four steps before I can complete my taxes. And then the whole way through, it walks me like, I have to, I have to click a lot, I know, but it, it also is ensuring that I get from each page, like 
I've done what I need to do. And it has all these little helpful things in there that are like, hey, do you not know about this? Here, watch a video, read more about this, or we can have a chat pop up if you need some help. But the whole time they are directing me through each step in a very simplistic manner, especially for taxes, which ah, nobody wants to do taxes. So like make it as easy as possible for me. And, And that is like a really, really great example of how you can kind of guide somebody through what you need them to do to they get to the very end point and at, in this point it's file your taxes and Don't go give to jail. us that $30 fee for doing it. <laughs> um, I think that's a great point too because I mean sitting down to do your taxes all in one go sometimes it's not doable or you have questions you have to come back go find some paper, mm-hmm. some of your yeah your returns and whatever but um, I it's just like yeah make it easy for me to come back to that and pick up where I left off. Don't God, I hate it when they dump my shopping cart and I have to come back. Yeah. So I think it, yeah, it's just finding where they're at in the journey back Mm -hmm. to those like side doors, side door entries, um, and picking them up wherever they're coming back to you in their journey or in your site and, and carry them that like handhold them the rest of the way through. Make it easy for them because when they don't have to do work, they're more likely to do the thing that you're trying to get them to do. Yes, that's so true. All right. Awesome. Well, this has been so helpful, you guys. Um, I know that we um, put out a lot of great work for our clients and it's because we take that approach of aligning like our, like our design development, copywriting structure, CTAs, like all of it um, based on what our clients' goals are. So uh, thanks for breaking it down for us. I enjoyed having you both. Thanks. Thanks. I've heard that is a part of the Heard At Media Network. For more information, follow Herdat on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit herdatmarketing.com. A Herdat Media Production.